Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Contact Monica at MonicaMatthews.com or on Twitter at MonicaOnAirTalk. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Welcome back. Happy Friday to you. What an amazing week. Wow. I mean, the RNC has just blown me away this week. I know so many of you feel the same way. So many people feel like, that's it. President Trump has just mic dropped the entire election, and he has. I hope that means that we will still show up and do the work that we know is necessary to be done as conservatives, attempting to maintain law and order and get the country back on track economically. Mm. I'm so proud of the substantive messages strewn throughout, just woven throughout the entire week of this RNC. I have to be honest with you. I don't, I don't watch what the rebuttals are of the left. I don't even entertain it with my ears or my eyes because it keeps my momentum. Some people feel like that might be naive. There are things that cross my path that I will catch my ear or my eye. But generally speaking, um, I focus on my team and what I can do to assist in our victory because nothing the left has to offer me at this point is worth expending my energy either contemplating, rebutting, or arguing with others over. So speaking of arguing with others, I today's podcast is, is going to be a little personal. And I think it's timely, too, because there are many of you who reach out to me and um, tell me about your own struggles with your loved ones and colleagues alike, um, with the political contention in the earth. And I just want you to know that it's not just political. It is extremely spiritual. And what I mean by that is there is a direct assignment on creation to always keep creation at odds with itself. This family feud started before any of us were even a thought. In the heavenlies, when the first politician ran his first campaign to acquire one-third of the vote. 
subsequently removing him from the office in which he was positioned from the foundations of the earth. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful office. Beautiful sounds emitted from him. He was glorious. Striking, stunning, bright, bright as the morning sun. He embodied sound and tones, harmony, just beautiful, and decided that his place in creation was not enough. He was dissatisfied and decided that he deserved to have the same authority, recognition, place at the table. He deserved the same position in the order of the universe as the creator. Understanding that the creator is a triune entity, a triune being, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image, male and female created he, them. Powerful, mystical things to consider, to ponder, especially when you're looking up at a beautiful evening sky and you know, there's that childlikeness in all of us, that wonder that, that the Bible tells us unless we become more like little children, not more like, but unless we become like little children, in the way of, I believe, that translates into wonder, curiosity, seeking, and trust. Hope, right? Little kids have an enormous amount of hope. Generally speaking, they wake up every morning, not with the grievances of yesterday, but with renewed hope for a new day. A a two-year-old does not wake up and go, oh yeah, there's Tommy. He took my toy yesterday. I'm not going to play with Tommy. It's like a clean slate for these guys every day, which I love because it's so godly because the word says that his mercies are new every day, every morning. Oh, when I'm accused of being a fundamental Christian, I laugh. When I'm accused of being a radical Christian, I laugh because I think to myself, well, really, if I was a radical Christian, My life would look very different. And if this country was filled with radical Christianity, it too would look very different. We wouldn't have rioting in the streets, berating of older people, forgetting our elders, much less, you know, never mind abusing them, neglecting them, abandoning them in their old age, molesting our youth, 
killing each other with words and action. Poverty of spirit and mind. Perversions. If our nation was a radically Christian nation, we would all pursue individuality, liberty, justice, truth, beauty. We would exercise patience and mercy and grace. We would speak truth and love to one another. We would never disagree with disorder. And we would be able to speak truth with the kiss of mercy and never waver. Courage would abound. Some of you are struggling with your loved ones and your colleagues and you're lacking courage, you're lacking understanding, you're in fear of how to reconcile, of how to make your peace And I want to take the time to encourage you today that our number one goal as radical Christians, as American patriots, can and should be to pursue peace within our own households, within our own mirrors, and to extend from there out to our neighbors and our fellow countrymen, and others. But it has to begin with an agreement with and a submission to the truth that we are called to be peaceful, to be filled with peace, to extend to others. It's a risky proposition because the other person that you may be dealing with may not be interested in peace to the extent that you are. And that's okay. We are still called to pursue peace. Not peace that the world gives us, but peace that surpasses all understanding. And more often than not, that requires effort on our part. It requires humility. Above all else, it requires humility. When all of pride, when all of that is, all of hell is gnashing and wailing and nipping at at our heels, the heels of our souls, that's the time that we look to the heavens and we go, all right, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. And he's like, I got you but I need you to do this. Some people are waiting to be reconciled to others, waiting for a miracle to split the sky open and whack the other person over the head. And that is not only unrealistic, it is lazy. It is personal irresponsibility. So I want to encourage you today to, above all else, amid all of the chaos, fighting, protesting, defiance, rebellion, anarchy, witchcraft, Marxism, communism, totalitarian, totalitarian, that that guy, (laughs) all that. 
we are called to be at peace in our own homes, to pursue it, beginning in our own mirrors. What does that require? A couple of steps. Honesty. Humility. First, you have to get honest about what your situation is in your household, in your community. I'm really, but I'm really talking about in our households, in our own families. There's so much disagreement. Your kids are watching so many different things from you that are disinforming them. They're navigating their own pathway in life. It's not the time for you to throw in the towel and leave them to the wolves of the world. It is not the time to dig your heels in and decide that above all else, you will be right. It is not the time for you to capitulate either. It is not the time for you to agree with insanity and anarchy in order to keep the peace. I'm not calling you to be a peacekeeper. I'm calling you to be a peacemaker in as much as it's possible for you to be a peace within your family, with your neighbor, your community. And that, you guys, is so impossible for me without submitting my pride my wounds, and all of my offenses to the repairer of the breach. Not only did Jesus repair the breach between us and our Creator, He repaired the breach between us and each other. He repaired the breach of all of creation. So, when you're dealing with someone in your family or someone close to you, who doesn't agree with you. They're on fire. They're in, they're incited by all of this violence and they're scared and they're just hell bent on you know being inflammatory and they're emboldened by just this wrath that is scouring the earth right now to see who it can take with them. I want to encourage you to not let them take your families. Do not let that spirit take your family. That spirit is a greater plague than COVID-19, HIV, H1N1, Ebola, uh, herpes, cancer. It is a greater plague than anything coming out of the bowels of hell that can take us down. Dissension, division, placation, anger, bitterness, wrath, hatred, rebellion, division. I don't care what name or what stamp we put on it in the name of politics and identity politics. I class, caste, none of that matters. I'm talking about us submitting our minds and our wills to the truth of God that says to seek peace while standing on and in the truth. Again, 
I've never gone wrong humbling myself for the sake of seeking peace, of making peace with someone, especially in my family. It is not always received. Sometimes it is blatantly rejected. And that's just a risk you're going to have to take. But I promise you this. I have never seen the righteous forsaken in this area. It may, you may have to go through Andy's three and a quarter mile, whatever, (laughs) sewage drain of Shawshank Redemption crap to get out to the other side to your Freedom Beach with the sun and the waves and the sand between your toes and your relationships. But it can happen. And if nothing else, at the very least, you can look in your own mirror at night and know that that you tried. But I'm just telling you, at the end of a fantastic Week. I just celebrated my daughter's 24th birthday today and the seventh anniversary of my father's passing. He passed at the exact, he was pronounced, passed on into Jesus' arms at the exact same time my daughter was pronounced alive in this world, 18 years after she was born on the same day, same time. It's amazing was dropping her off at college, and I lost my daddy. And my life has not been the same. Because no matter what the world tells us, patriarchy matters. I'm not talking about corporate patriarchy. I'm talking about the familial structure. It matters. So my life has never been the same. I'm my mother's daughter, But I'm definitely a daddy's girl, for sure. My daughter turned 24 today. I've seen her go through a lot of changes. I've seen her growing, just like many of your kids. She's getting married in December. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. Having buried a husband when I was 28 years old, I just want to leave you with this thought. Life is long. Life can also be cut short. Like we heard from so many people throughout this week who have lost loved ones, kids, husbands. Mrs. Dorn tore my heart out last night describing in detail the night that she lost her husband to violent, narcissistic demons who took his life for nothing, for nothing, literally nothing. And now she's a widow. The entire nation wept with her. At least the better half did. So it reminded me of just how fragile life is and how so many people I meet and how many times I've been tempted to hold on to that need to be right. To hold on to my little island, my little sliver of the pie of being right. And 
and my pride. And had I held on to that, how much I would be missing out on, how much I would have missed out on, how much would have been stolen from me that I freely gave over to the enemy of all peace, all liberty, all joy, all love. Hmm. Something to think about. I do hope you guys have a beautiful, peaceful weekend that you will relish and celebrate the hard work that the president and his team put into shaping a message, not not necessarily to those of us who believe that the promises that were made have been kept, but to those people who genuinely have been on the fence. It encouraged us that, yeah, we're still on the right team. For others, it has evangelized them and it has galvanized a whole body of people that I don't even think we are aware of yet. And we're going to see it in November. Please turn off anything that would rob you of your celebratory moment of relishing in just this moment of glory for a battle hard fought, hard won, false accusations, daily beatdowns and lies, a character assassination like we've never seen ever in the history of the presidency, day after day, hour after hour, for four long years. And they worked really hard to remind us of all of the promises that were made, all of the promises that have been kept. And I'm telling you guys, that's not all in the strength of Donald Trump, the man. Those are promises made and promises kept and prayers answered by the God of all justice, honor, law, mercy, grace, prosperity, and liberty. (sighs) All right. Have a good weekend. I'm going to go enjoy a stormy evening here, rainy night in Georgia. Contemplative kind of day for me, as you can tell. Miss my daddy. Happy for my daughter. Love my audience. Very grateful for my life. Very grateful for you. MonicaMatthews.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all those good places. Monica on your talk. Be Monica Matthews. You know where to find me. Have a great weekend. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one.